You're listening to The Bucket List. This morning on The Bucket List, we have George Danicki, and welcome to the show, George. Every chance I get these days to be able to tell people about my bucket list, I am pumped. Well, we're excited to hear about that. What are you up to these days, anyway? <laughs> just got back from overseas where I've done a, a documentary, a three-part television documentary on Armenia, where part of my heritage comes from. And uh, you're doing Football Nation Radio as well. FNR, I'm not only on air, but also the chair. I get to cover most of the bases and uh, get to uh, make sure that the next crop of broadcasters are not only smart but uh, affluent and uh, do as good a job as they possibly can. You've had an amazing career. You still have a career. How did you get into it? Complete accident. Uh, I remember going um, and expecting that one day I'd be playing full-time professional sport. Mm. I thought cricket was either my bag, I was going to play for Australia, or I was going to play for the Socceroos. But injury got in the way and uh, I had to find something else to take my fancy and that happened to be the media. And I can remember going for an audition once and they said to me, this is a long time ago, and they said to me at the time, listen, we don't employ ethnic, so uh, good luck, kid. But I got through that, survived, did a, a radio course in Sydney 2SM and people saw enough to give me a job. And I had to go to far north Queensland, Cairns, and did 22 months there and because they didn't give young ethnic boys an opportunity to use the uh, Ferrari until they'd proven themselves, and um, it took me a while to do that. So what was it like going from radio to TV for you? How did that come about? Well, that was a complete utter fluke. I went to a news conference. Billy Woods, who's on air these days on Fox, was my breakfast uh, news guy, and he said to me, listen, I can't, I've got too many things on, I can't get to this press conference. Can you go on down and see what it's all about? So I went down and I got the job from it. It was the late, great uh, Bruce Gingell who was uh, talking about a new television station that was going to uh, launch across Australia called Multicultural TV, which would turn out to be SBS. It wasn't meant to be SBS, but it turned out to be that case. Once I did the audition, they loved what they saw. I mean, I didn't know what they, what they meant when they said, you've got a job. But I had to go back to my radio bosses and say to them, listen, I've got another job on television. Uh, what do you think? And little did I know that my television boss and my radio boss were great mates and they'd already done a, do- a deal. I was allowed to do an audition, uh, which went really well, and then I, got, I started on television. That is amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, and what was even more amazing was that someone was game enough to give a good ethnic boy the number one gig on the new television platform, which was the national news from day one. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. pretty fluke. Pretty big fluke. That's fantastic. But as, as I'm reminded constantly and I, when I reflect on everything that happened, I had some fantastic people around me and they made a difference. And you've gone to all areas of the world to, to cover great sporting events and stories. Yep, yep, Re- absolutely, and still do. Recently, there was the wife-carrying uh, competition in Finland. You covered that back in uh, 1982, was yeah, it? Yeah, 1982. Uh, one of the great things we did, see the world and be able to report from around the world. That was just another one of those great stories that everyone seems to think is new and current. It was, it's been done before. <laughs> was, it, was it big back then? Huge. It's tradition. They love doing things like that. When the weather is that extreme, people do extreme things. You know the background of that, why they actually do the wife-carrying? It used to be they used to steal the neighbours' wives over yep. their shoulders. Yep, they were very good at it. The wife swapping or the wife carrying, that was a <laughs> big deal at the time. 
Oops, sorry, did I say too much? You did. I'd love to go into that one one day. I think that'd be fun. Your bucket list must be amazing. Some of the things that you would have been to and some of the sporting events you'd still like to get to. I've done World Cup. Yeah, I've done World Cup. So I was in Italy in 1990 for the World Cup when I thought Italy was going to be the, the nation that would finish at the very top. But the Argentinians and the West Germans, as they were at the time, saw things differently. So 86, 1990, I did the Olympics in 2004 and in 2000. My bucket list, I'd like to do the, the final of the football, or that is the soccer, at the World Cup or the Olympics in Japan maybe coming up soon. So anywhere there's a grand final or a super final that meets my presence, I want to be there. I'm getting closer. I, I want to be at the next All-Star Game happening next year in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium because I think it's a great time to go and see the best baseballers in the world. I'd like to see my New York Yankees oh, yeah. win a World Series and I'd like to be there when that happens. And my Tottenham Hotspurs boys have just launched the most amazing football stadium in Britain, in London. And I want to be there when the new season starts to see how they strut their staff and how well some of their new signing perform in the new season. I had a good chance for a number of years to play football and cricket and did it to a level that really excited me. And when I see it played really, really well, whatever the sport is, then I, I like to pursue it and follow it. Yeah. But I've been to, to the old grand finals, whether they be rugby league, rugby union or AFL. So I've covered most of those bases. I still would like to see my Carlton boys return to the top and maybe maybe see them uh, win a grand final live at the G. That would be special. I'd like to see St Kilda win a grand final. <laughs> what, what do you I mean? saw the last grand final that, you, that St Kilda played in, 2007, was it? Oh, was that the one where they, they, draw, they drew and they did it again? Correct, oh. correct. My first ever grand final, VFL grand final, yeah. was Collingwood and St Kilda. The year was 1966, and I watched it in Sydney via coaxial cable from Melbourne in black and white. Had no idea that uh, <laughs> there was red in the St Kilda outfit. <laughs> I was barracking for the Saints because I'm a St George Rugby League man, you see? Oh, no. Nice. So I thought, if I'm going to back anyone, it's got to be the Saints. Little did I realise how true that would be because I just cannot stand Collingwood. <laughs> We're very jealous of the things that you already have ticked off on your bucket list, George. And we'll find out more about in the future what you will tick off. But thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great one. George Denikian on the bucket list. Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of our friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au. It's a bucket list, and I've always been fascinated with roller derby. And this morning we're chatting to Harmon Miranda. She's with the South Sea Roller Derby League. Do you do a lot of damage when you're playing roller derby? Totally within the legal rule set, yes. How did actually roller derby actually start out anyway? It's a crazy sport. I think a lot of people would have grown up with it being sort of a race on a banks track. Um, that was sort of pretty popular 50s to the 60s. A group of women in Texas about 10, 12 years ago sort of redefined the rule set. And now the sports across the world, we play with the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. It's an American association and they define the rules. Flat track, uh, heaps and heaps of rules. I say come for the spectacle, stay for the sport. And how brutal is it? Well, we take safety really seriously and it's not like we chuck you out there and hit you. 
you. There's like six to nine months of training before you're allowed to play full contact. We've got our helmets, our mouth guards, our wrists, knees, elbows. But our hip and shoulder is legal at full momentum, like on roller skates. So we definitely wear our bruises as badges of honour. Where do you get your skates? Because they're hard to find these days. And there's a couple of good skate shops in the city. Our place of choice would be Bayside Blades in Hyatt, but otherwise it's online as well. So what's coming up for you guys competition-wise? We're headed to Canberra for our next game, which I'd suggest going to our Facebook page, South Sea Roller Derby. We keep all of our events on there. Most of the time you can get tickets at the door. Kids love it, adults love it. So can you tell us some of the crazier names you've come across in Roller Derby? Some of my favourites at the moment are Misty Mina. <laughs> Misty Mina. Uh, Brooklyn Dodge Hair. Yeah. And uh, we've got a Luna Shove Good. Do guys play this as well? Yeah, they certainly do. How hard is it to come up with your, your own little theme that you dress up for in your own name? I found I had a few names I floated around and got friends' opinions. But a lot of people uh, skate under their own name now because I guess it's great that they don't feel they need a persona to play roller derby. It's their own merit that they're playing under. I love the personas. Have you got anyone coming as Harley Quinn? Oh, we used to have a Harley Quinn. We used to. She's retired from our league now. Ah, oh, the old Margot Robbie. That would have been amazing. Thank you so much for chatting to us this morning about roller derby. That's Harmon Miranda. She's part of the South Seas Roller Derby League on the bucket list. From One Cover Travel Insurance, here's Isha with a travel tip. Good morning, Isha. Hi, Di. Today, I'm going to suggest something that most people don't like to do, and that's to get up super early when you're on holiday. So I know it sounds painful, but it's actually a magical experience, especially if you're visiting a touristy city like Rome or Paris. So in fact, one of the loveliest memories I have of Rome when I was there is when I'm staying in the historic centre near the Pantheon, and that normally swarms with tourists. But I woke up at sunrise on two occasions and got to experience all the best sights in less than half an hour because there were no people around. It was like Rome was there just for me. Even better, it's easier to get beautiful photos and there's a lot less dodgy people around early in the morning than late at night. So I know getting up early might be a bit more difficult in winter, but at the height of summer in most places, it's truly worth it. Just drink some coffee and you're good to go. When planning your next holiday, make sure you take out travel insurance from OneCover. Call them on 1300 192 021 or onecover.com.au. We're chatting to Daniel Giacconi from Sportsnet Holidays, talking about the Birdsville races. It's on Friday the 6th and the 7th of September. Where is Birdsville? It's situated on the edge of the Simpson Desert, far southwest corner of Queensland, 175 kilometres from where Queensland, South Australia and the Northern Territory meet. By road, it's about 1,200 kilometres east of Alice Springs, about 1,580 k's west of Brisbane and about 1,840 kilometres north of Adelaide. It's really, really in the middle of nowhere. How does this race get actually work, Daniel? There's two days of racing, Friday and a Saturday. This Friday, there's six races. On the Saturday, there's seven races, with Saturday being the, the Birdsville Cup race day. So that's the biggie, the showstopper day, and the one that everyone frocks up for. This race has been running since 1882, believe it or not. That's amazing. Why are the Birdsville races so unique? According to, let's say, the famous Welcome to Birdsville sign, the population of Birdsville is 115. Not 1,000, 115. <laughs> and it says plus or minus 7,000 who head there to celebrate the Birdsville races each year. It's the Melbourne Cup of the Outback, two days of of high-quality racing, unlike any other destination to see horse racing. You get all the fanfare and the excitement of a typical race meet, but it's in the desert landscape and on a dirt track. The track is is 2,000 metres in circumference, with the longest and most prestigious race being the Birdsville Cup, 1,600 metres in length. Horses come from all over Australia. There's fashions on the field, best-dressed lady, best-dressed gentleman, but my favourite is best-dressed novelty. You know, in the past, 
past we've seen guys dressed up as pots of, of Carlton Draft and there's been people in safari suits even cross-dressing is quite popular there's lots of colour not just about the racing it's about the experience the incredible outback the town itself and the entertainment over the weekend That sounds amazing where are most of the guests coming from Daniel? Generally Australians who love horse racing looking to do something different And what travel packages do you offer? A three night self-drive camping package with only one hotel being the Birdsville Hotel camping is the best option includes tickets merchandise plus the special experiences that we put on for all our packages What ones do you have for the Birdsville races? A sunset tour out to Big Red which is a famous sand dune 35 kilometres outside of Birdsville climb to the top watch the sunset whilst enjoying a, you know, a few tasty beverages Diana and some nibbles provide some amazing views across the desert and over to the Nemesis which is another famous sand dune the Nemesis and Big Red are the two biggest sand dunes of approximately 1200 sand dunes in the Simpson Desert the world's longest parallel sand dunes great experience the entire event itself is a special experience so unique the pub is the place to go each night take all the furniture out of the pub standing room only just a drink ticket system in place and bands each night in the beer garden nobody outside the pub uses bins for their cans it's an actual tradition to crush them drop them in the street and then there's a clean up crew employed every day in the morning to take the cans away at sunrise right next to the pub the famous Fred Brophy runs his famous boxing tent for two shows a night over the carnival volunteers from the crowd jump in into the ring against Brophy's boxing troupe just brilliant the last boxing tent showman in the world and the nightly shows have become an iconic part of the races just so different why book this through Sportsnet Hollandaise we're a preferred supplier in 2019 of the Birdsville Race Club we are going to be their official travel agent for 2020 and we're sponsoring the event next year that means everything is official that's really important everything is official so difficult to get there based on its geography but we can help accommodation is a nightmare but we get allotted spots in the campsite in town and it's all inclusive so tents are pre-erected fitted with stretcher beds and mattresses there's a linen pack pillow and doona and camp chest our guests don't have to worry about any of that the hospitality sells out every year it is so limited the Birdsville Race Club they give us an allotment we can provide to our guests great value for money and the convenience factor this one is logistically difficult we make it easy and we look after everything on behalf of our guests and that's exactly why if you're going to the Birdsville races you must book through Sportsnet holidays they make it so easy you can give them a call on 1300 888858 that's 1300 888858 or sportsnetholidays.com There's nothing like being at a live event, whether it's the Australian Open Tennis, the Rugby World Cup 2019 in Japan or the Bathurst 1000. With over 20 years' experience, Sportsnet will ensure the adventure of a lifetime. With over 50 world-class events, Sportsnet guarantees official tickets and accommodation, even to sold-out events. You'll even get access to behind-the-scenes experiences. Over 10,000 travellers each year choose Sportsnet. Call 1300 888 858 or visit sportsnetholidays.com.